Preach, I will. <laughs> hey, man, of that, brother, I'll tell you, a lot of liberty, a lot of spirit here last night. I, I like bless, it like that. You, I didn't want to really share which direction I was going in there at one time, but I appreciate that song. Amen. I'm glad God saves old sinners. Amen. I used to be one. Didn't take much Bible proof to me where I was. All of sin comes short of the glory of God. Amen. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. None righteous, no, not one. None doeth good, no, not one. I'm just telling you, we all came short. Amen. But he measured me up April 27th, 1988. I'm still amazed that he could do it. But I'm not going to argue with him. Praise God. He cast my sins as far as the east is from the west. If you're going east, you'll never find the west. Yeah. If you're going west, 
You'll never find the east. That's the far away you can put anything. He put it that way on purpose. Amen. Amen. Micah said he cast them in the depths of the sea to remember no more against me and then he put up a sign, no fishing devil. I'm just telling you. He, he fixed this sign. I kind of wished I could go through it again, Brother Rick. I mean, I, I had reservations. Could God forgive me? Would God forgive me? He took care of that suffice. Yeah. Uh, what happened? I mean, it's just gone. But I'm glad that He's able to save to the uttermost from the guttermost. I'm glad He said, all that come to me, I'll know why I turn them away. I might have came trembling, but I left rejoicing. Amen. I'll tell you, boy. No wonder the psalmist said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. I'm telling you, I thought I had tried everything. I thought that, you know, there wasn't nothing left. And I missed it all. And I threw it all away after I found that, that pearl of great price. I'll just tell you right now, it ruined me for this world. And uh, you want to talk to old brother Eddie about the best thing I like to talk about is Jesus. Amen. Brother Rick, he couldn't have picked no better songs tonight. I'm telling you, praise God. Because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Amen. Yeah. Don't go nowhere without Jesus. Take him everywhere you go. You'll find out. He's a very present help in time of trouble. He's our refuge and strength. Don't, don't, I don't want to be without him. I don't have to worry about it. He told me, he said, Eddie, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Amen. That's about as much with somebody as you can be. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all for having me. I, I have to admit I've enjoyed myself so much. Uh, even last night, I, I usually preached to like 10, 15. Y'all fill this place up. I'm looking, I'm wanting my sin double. Not used to preaching this many people. Just a little preacher in a little church over there across the road from y'all. Amen. But uh, we preached last night, Mark chapter 8, so we're going to go Mark chapter 9 tonight. I don't know, I'm studying in Mark right now, my devotions. I, I have no idea why I'm preaching out of Mark so much, but we are, we're going Mark chapter 9. All good, brother. Yeah. Mark chapter 9, we'll start reading in verse number 14. Mark 9 verse 14 And when he came to his disciples he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them and straightway all the people when they beheld him were greatly amazed and running to him saluted him. Boy I'm glad Jesus got a little bit of praise down here. Amen. And uh, he asked the scribes what question ye with them? One of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, talking about this boy to Jesus. And when he saw him, 
Straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. He asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child, all times, it cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, What's well, a good language to speak with? Lord, I believe, help thy mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, and ran him sore, came out of him. And he was as one dead, and so much that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. We'll stop our reading right there tonight. We're preaching on tonight, tending to faith. You can be seated. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Lord, for the length and the depth and the breadth. Lord, of the word of God. Lord, I pray, God, you'll help us to hunger after your word and thirst after it, Father. I know, Lord, that you gave it, Lord. Psalm 68, verse 11. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of those that published it, Lord. And we know heaven and earth will pass away. But thy word shall not pass away. We realize it's eternal. We realize it's, it's got life. It's got power. And I pray you bless the preaching of your word, dear Father God, tonight. Lord, I pray you to look upon this service tonight. Lord, with love. And I pray for your help. I pray you forgive me my sins. I pray you to anoint me afresh. I pray you give me wisdom and, and leadership and discernment. Lord, I, I don't want to haphazardly do anything that I do for you. I want to do with all my might anything that I can do for the glory of God. I'm asking, Lord, for your blessing tonight. Asking for your help tonight, Lord. Oh, Lord, give me, I pray, your blessing. and Let me be a blessing. We we'll ask it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Uh, this father of this child cried out. And said with tears, Lord, I believe. He didn't stop there. You know, we all, Bible, you've ever talked to an atheist or agnostic or somebody that don't have God in their intellect, you might want to tell them, James chapter 2 verse 19 says the devils believe in God. And tremble. <laughs> they know why they believe in God. That's right. Jesus said, I beheld Satan like lightning come down to this earth. Let me tell you something, baby. Hit the ground, hit the ground running too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Them devils said, we know thee who thou art. I'm telling you, we got devils, don't get me wrong, but praise God, we got one greater. Greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. But I'll tell you what will hurt or hinder that greatness is our unbelief. Amen. Jesus gave a lot of messages about faith and believing, unbelief, and we'll, we'll speak about some of them here tonight. But I'll tell you, you're not going to get too far without faith. And uh, this, this father, he said, Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. My pastor said, best way to help somebody's unbelief, he said, just cast that devil out. He said, I don't help anybody. Amen. I mean, you might struggle believing, but when you see a devil hit the ground running, it'll help you a whole lot believe. Amen. But uh, this situation is bigger than what we actually read. I'll try to bring some of this out. I'm not that great an orator, not that big a preacher. Uh, don't worry about uh, me putting any effort. I'm telling you not that I could do anything that would be better than old brother Rick. I'll just tell you, I'm just, just glad God counted me faithful and put me in the ministry. And I just want to do what I can while I can. Amen. Amen. Some things about our faith in the book of Jude's only one chapter, verse 20 talks about building up yourselves on your most holy faith, Amen. praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, faith needs to be tended to. I'm preaching tonight on tending to faith. If you don't tend to your faith, uh, you'll find out it'll get weak. You'll find out it'll grow over with, with weeds and they'll choke it. I'm just telling you, you got to tend to faith. Well, we're going to read a few verses about tending to faith. Then we're going to preach a little bit about this situation here. In uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're, you're hearing the word of God here tonight. I advise you when it comes to tending to faith. Stay in church. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together That's right. as the manner of some is but exhorting one another. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That means encouraging one another. Yes. Yes. You know just you being here encourage somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody saw you here and had encouraged them. If you wasn't here probably discourage them. But it not only says exhorting one another, but it says so much the more as you see that day approaching. We can see the events of our day. We can tell they set the door. We can tell right there at the beginning of sorrows. We can tell it's not that far off. Let me fill in the gaps for you. When Jesus gave the parable of the fig tree, Matthew chapter 24, He said when the check tender and put forth its leaves. He said, I tell you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Amen. Israel became a nation in 1948. They got possession of land in 1950. He's also talking about seven years of tribulation. He said, all these things be fulfilled. Okay, Psalm chapter 9, our days are three score and ten, verse, verse ten. Our days are three score and ten, that's seventy. If by reason of strength they be four score, that's eighty. Then we're cut off and we fly away. I'm telling you, Israel right now is right at eighty years old. Yeah, right. I tell you how close we are. That's what he's talking about in that big uh -huh. He's talking about Israel. 
that generation. That little infant that was alive in 1948, still alive today. It's kind of like, you know what? Famous. Methuselah, that one lives so long there and knows that. Yeah. It's kind of like that. You know, God's using that generation like he used Methuselah after his death is going to be. Oh my! Reading that Bible and being in church will really help your faith. I'll tell you it right now. Tend to it. He says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, But without faith it's impossible to please Him. Amen. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. And He's a reward of them that diligently seek Him. Let me, let me put that in perspective. Rich young river come running to Jesus. Good master. What good thing must I do to have eternal life? Jesus really put it simple. Why call me good? All he had to do was say, you're God. That's all he had to do. He couldn't see no more than a good master. You see what I mean? He that cometh to God must believe that he is. If you don't believe he's God, he will help you. It takes faith. He said, why call me good? That's almost like a hint. There's none good but God. All that boy had to say was, you're God. He said, you've got it, buddy. I'm telling you, the Lord said, okay, you want to go a long way? Keep the commandments. He said, all these I've kept the youth up. One thing. Like this, one thing. We all come short. Oh boy, they're good. Bible said Jesus loved him. But he still lacked one thing. Praise God, I'm complete in Him. I'm not lacking nothing. But I'll tell you right now, the Bible's like a compass. It'll point you to Him. And if you can get to Him and believe on Him, He can fix whatever you've got wrong. Amen. Amen. I don't care how crooked you are. Me and Brother Rick was talking about, you know, God saving sinners. Amen. I'm glad, praise God, He saved a sinner like me. Amen. He saved a sinner like you. I'll tell you right now, He came this world, Paul said, to save sinners of whom I'm chief. He can save them all if they'll come to Him. But if you do come to Him, you got to believe that He is. If you don't believe Him to be God, we'll speak about that here in a minute. Paul showed He's a rewarder. Of them that diligently seek Him. Somebody said, Brother, I'd like to have more of God. It's so simple, so easy. All you got to do is just let go of more. It's kind of hard to have more of God when you got the world like this right here. Yes, you want it. more of God, That's let it. something go. That's it. The more you let go, the more of God you can have. I'll just tell you right now. Amen. It says here, Paul writing to a young preacher, Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and a good doctrine. Verse 7 says, exercise thyself. Verse 13 says, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Give thy, verse 15, give thyself wholly to them. You can tend to faith. If you just put forth a little effort. 2 Timothy 2.15 Steady to show thyself approved unto God. Workmen need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. That's a pretty big deal right there. So your Bible's 
broke down in Jews, Gentiles, church, world. I mean, you just can't put he that endureth the end shall be saved in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourself. Give to God not of works lest any man should boast. Romans 10 13. Whosoever call upon the name Lord shall be saved. Or Acts chapter 16 verse 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I'm just telling you. I'm not enduring. I'm enjoying. I'm already there. Hey, I'm saved and saved to be glory to God. Amen. You got to write the divide. It's like putting a puzzle together. Some pieces don't fit. I remember when we was young, Brother Rick, but we didn't have didn't have all the gadgets you got today, you know what I mean? We popped the popcorn on the stove. <laughs> they didn't have microwaves then. <laughs> and we had a big bag, we put it all and pour it in there and boy it done, it sure was good. But we 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 work a big puzzle, especially in the wintertime. We leave it on the table because it'd be so big. And somebody walked by and put one piece in. Boy, that was just, I mean, Daddy put like three in, Mom put like three or four in, and I put one piece in, but we was all working towards a common goal, and that's to put that last piece in. The Bible says that the Word of God, it fitly joins yeah, together. Yeah, that's right. Precept must be upon precept. Line upon line. Let me tell you right now, that is, it won't go any other way. That's right. A lot of guys, I heard of, Guy preached one time on the radio, I had to write him a letter. I said, Hey, hey, you're you're sowing discord. But that ain't that ain't Bible, that ain't true. I don't know if he liked it or not, but I'll tell you right now, uh he, he wasn't uh he wasn't as high in the cotton as he thought he was. He hadn't read his Bible enough. I'm telling you right now, he was preaching something that wasn't sound doctrine. I'll tell you right now, amen. He said, rightly dividing the word of truth. In John chapter 8, Jesus speaking to some, he said, Continue my word, then are you my disciples indeed. In verse 32, he said, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. While, I, yeah. while I'm here, let me throw this in here. 1 John chapter 2, verse 21, No lies of the truth. You can believe it, it's still a lie. It don't change. Right. We got people down here now, they've been listening to some lies from hell. And I, I don't care how many words they change, how many letters they change, how many ways they say it, put it, or whatever. You, you can't change a lie. No lie is of the truth. That's right. Pilate looked truth in the face and said, What is truth? I'm telling you, he's the way, the truth, and the lie. Nobody comes to the Father but by him. No other name. Acts 4, 12, no other name given unto heaven whereby we must be saved. No other door. John 10, 9, Jesus said, I am the door. Any man enter in, he shall be saved. Yeah. No other way. I just quoted John 6, uh, John 14, verse 6. He said, continue my word. You want to tend to your faith, stand in the Bible. That's the source of your faith. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. You, you, might, you might want to turn to these. Some of y'all might actually be interested in these. My son, attend unto my words. Live not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are 
all those who find them and hell to the flesh. You're talking about reading the Bible being hell to eat you. Hell. Everybody's saying they want to be healthy. Get you a healthy Bible guy. Right. Jesus said in John chapter 6, the words I speak, their spirit and their life. Right. I'm just telling you, you can be healthy with a healthy Bible guy. He said his word and he healed it. That word, I'm telling you, it's quick, powerful, sharp, and into it, the sword. You do well. Give the most earnest heed to it unless you let it any time slip. I'll just tell you, you can have a healthy life if you've got a healthy Bible diet. Amen. Did you get that? Health to all their flesh. You want to be healthy? Stay in that word, amen. All right, tending to faith. I just got some quick points right here. And uh, we'll just kind of, I probably won't read these in any depth, but in Mark chapter 4, verse 40, Jesus has took these boys out on the, on the, on the Galilee Sea there, and, and there's a little old storm there, and, and they got all shook up, and they got all fearful, and they went, woke him up, and says, that's a stupid question, Master, cast thou not that we perish? Hey! First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you. And I said, that's a stupid question. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the main reason they didn't sink because he was on board. Amen? The ship don't go down with Jesus on board. But uh, he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. That's kind of picturing salvation. When I got saved, the storm was gone. There was a great calm. Amen? But here in verse 40, which is why we went here, if you'll notice, he says unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have what? No faith! Right. I believe that storm was there. Just for them to show they have some faith. Amen. The Lord just told them blank, point blank. He said, you got no faith. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't mind being around a little faith. I don't ever want to be in the category of not having no faith, amen. I mean, like I said, even the devils believe in God and tremble, amen. But the Lord here said, you got no faith. They had faith in Him, but He was asleep. They didn't have no faith and nothing else. And uh, their faith was tested and they failed the test. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verse 34. Here the Lord talked this woman, this issue of blood. And he said, Daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace. Be whole of thy plague. You know, her faith was manifested. She believed that she could just touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. She'd be whole. You know, she put some feet on that thing. She done more than say it. She slipped in and the multitude's thrown in him and she slipped in from the back and her goal was she said, if I but just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be old. When she touched that garment, Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? Peter said, the multitude thrown thee and thou askest who touched me? He already knew who touched him. The Bible said the woman, when she saw she wasn't hid, she fast up. You know, we ought to give a good 
confession every now and then. We'll give good testimony. She said, I believe that I can just touch him here. God will not be made whole. He said, go in peace, daughter. Your faith will make you whole. I'm telling you, but another thing you might want to notice about that, she felt something. You see that? Yeah. yeah. She felt in her body that she was whole of that Amen. plague. Amen. I felt a little something when I got saved. I'll tell you right now. Don't tell me there ain't no feeling to it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I felt guilty. I'm yeah. telling you. Uh, verse 29. Straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Her faith made her whole. But I'll tell you what. She felt a little something. I felt a little something April 27th, 1988. Amen. But here also in Mark chapter 5, Jairus, he's one of the leaders here. And the Lord told him, verse 36, he said, Be not afraid, only believe. Now he, he's pretty desperate. You know how you are when you got an issue. It's more important than anybody else's. The Lord was big enough to take care of this woman's problem and his too. But you know what I mean? I remember hearing Johnny Baptist one time. He was in a meeting, Brother Rick. I don't know if y'all know about John Baptist or not. He's done graduated this life. But he was in a meeting up in Ohio. And somebody called him and said, John, your son's in jail down in Nashville, Tennessee. He said, I got on the next bus leaving out and went to Nashville. So he got down there and got his son out of jail. And he come back up here to that meeting up there in Ohio. Somebody told him, John, he said, that be my boy. I left him in jail. Johnny said, that be your boy. I left him in jail too. That's my boy. You know what I mean? When it's you, it makes a difference. Here, Jairus says he's worried about his daughter. Jesus already had it all under control. That's why he's going to the house. It's worst case scenario. They might work. She's dead. Don't tell the master. Jesus tells him, only believe. That's right. You know, I'll tell you, boy, I, I have to admit, a faith will scare the fire to never let you down. Yeah. Uh, if you got faith, uh, you got something. I'm telling you that God is. To him, it's like gold. If he sees faith, he'll honor it. Amen. But he tells Jairus here, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He cometh to the house of the synagogue, seeth the tumult, them that wept, wailed greatly. I mean, it's as bad as it can get. It's worst case scenario. Jesus when he come in, he saith unto them, Why make you this ado and weep? The damsel's not dead, but sleepeth. You know, he said that, and they didn't really take it right. They left him to scorn, but when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was laying. He took the damsel by the hand and said in her, Talitha which has been interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise, and straightway the damsel arose. I mean, he's the resurrection. They couldn't even have a funeral if Jesus was around. Hey, he's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. I was dead in trespasses and sins for April 27, 1988. I've been so alive since that day. I had an episode happen to me. I've never died before. And I will tell you this. I was having an MRI down there. Bowling Green. 
They slid me in this coffin. My, my chest was touching the top of that thing. I'm down like this and I can't move. They got me warm one and the other and before they slid me in there, the young nurse there, she said, uh, would you like to listen to music while you're in there? And I said, no, ma'am. She said, why not? I said, you wouldn't have no music. I'd be interested in You know, I'm <laughs> testing the water right here. She said, well, what kind of music do you want to hear? I said, ma'am, I don't listen to nothing Christian music. She found something. <laughs> and I'm in there, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sitting there listening to this Christian music. And even though I'm in a tomb, even though there ain't enough room here to cuss a cat, I, I, I'm listening to this music, and she interrupts me. She said, Mr. Wade, are you okay? I said, no, I'm having a little trouble breathing. Like I said, I've never died before, so don't hold this against me. <laughs> she said, well, you think you might need to come out? I said, yeah, maybe. She brought me out. She said, you don't look good. Are you by yourself? I said, no, my wife's out there. I don't look good right now because I've got a mouse on my head. So it look good, amen? <laughs> but uh, I said, my wife's out there. And then we got my wife. My wife said, he don't look good. Call the doctor. They call this Jack Lake doctor. Well, he's not calling him Jack Lake Doctor because as soon as he looked at me, he said, call 911, get an ambulance over here. I thought, man, you going to help him out. So anyway, this thing's kind of escalating. Like I said, I've never died, but I was convinced that I was dying. I was having trouble. I got to thinking positively about dying. Wasn't afraid, had peace. Psalm said, Yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I'll fear no evil for thy with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. I'll just tell you right now, I wouldn't have been afraid. I was sitting there thinking, Well, I ain't going to have to work no more. I ain't going to have to worry no more. Praise God, I'm getting ready to see my Savior. I'm getting ready to go home. And you know what? I was kind of over my head and saying the positive things about dying. Amen. These paramedics finally showed up. They took me in the room. And they flew on me like a bunch of vultures on a real kill. And I mean, they had stuff they had me. I'm not even hard to move. They had stuff on me. And that little nurse sitting by my bedside. She was shaking like a leaf in the autumn wind. And I told her, Brother Rick, I said, don't leave my side. I said, I want to show you what a difference Jesus makes in death. She was speechless. And this thing, like I said, just kept getting bigger. But what well, I did on a road coaster ride, it ain't like you can get off of it. You know what I mean? You just gotta ride it out. And here I am, I'm telling you, buddy, I'm sweating bullets. Uh, just wondering you know, how long it's gonna last. I didn't know I was gonna die right then, a little later, how long prolonged if you're gonna die, get it over with, amen. So here I am. They're they're flying, I mean they're doing everything to me. I I've never been a doctor much anyway. Right in the middle of all of that. I started quoting Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hey. He made me lie down in green pastures. He leaned me beside the still waters. Yes. He restored my soul. He leaned me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thy with me. Thou run myself, they comfort me. Thou prepare the table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou knowest my head of all. My cup running over, surely goodness and mercy. So follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As I'm quoting Psalm 23, my wife jumped up and come over there and put a finger in my face like a double barrel shotgun. And she said, I don't know if I can quite get the tone that she did. She said, you got a granddaughter having a birthday this day and you need to be there. 
piece of paper and to drive home. They said, we can't let you go. You don't understand. I said, listen, mister, I'm leaving. And they said, well, you'll have to sign a release. That was like 30 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? I tell you what, she put that finger in my face. And like I said, I don't know what that'll hold me. I just know it left the room. And they, they boys, I'm telling they jumped over the bed. Get away from her, amen. Yeah. Well, like I said, Jarvis here, he got his faith boosted right here. You know, the Lord asked him to believe. He said, fear not, only believe. And here he gets his 12-year-old little daughter, got her back. She arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years, and they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it. Your know, Lord, the Bible said, he made no reputation of himself, but he took it on him in the form of a servant. He's meek and lowly at heart. I don't want to make no reputation of any way, neither. I just want to be obedient to whatever he bids me to do. Uh, it's not the you know, it's not the it's not the forgetter that's blessed, it's the doer that's blessed. One said I go, went not and other said I'm not going, but when I'm just telling you. Be a doer. Be a blessing. Don't be a burden, amen. Amen. Yeah. Then we got Mark chapter number six. Now this may have a little bit to do with why the disciples couldn't cast that devil out. I'm not going to condemn them too bad here because even Jesus had some difficulty right here. Look, look here in Mark chapter 6. Here, we'll just read down to verse 6. I was just going to read verse 6. We'll read down. And he went out from thence and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue and hearing him were, and many hearing him were astonished saying from which hath this man these things and what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand listen to this is this not is not this the carpenter the son of Mary the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon are not his sisters here with us and they were offended at him I'm just telling you, if you can't see, if you can't see him for what he is, he can't help you. I'll just tell you, you listen here what I'm telling you here. Oh, they saw was superficial, like most of our faith is superficial, not really that deep. Amen. Well, here it says, Jesus said, A prophet's not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Let me help you out a little bit right here. Have you ever had a stranger come up and talk? You ever notice how much you listen to them and when your wife tries to talk, it goes in one end out the other? But it's just their nature. I had a man tell me, Sam Harper, y'all might know Sam, told me about a young boy that I worked with, Mark Fisher, and he said, hey, it was a shallow Baptist. He said, hey, you work with my stepson, Mark Fisher, I want you to talk to him about his soul. Well, I hadn't been saved no time. I wasn't a soul winner much back then. I'm a little better now. I mean, it was souls and wives. You better know a little bit about it, amen. I mean, I'm a little witness of saved, amen. But anyway, 
Uh, his, he told me, he said, Eddie, I want you to talk to him about his soul is lost. And here's the problem was, I went up to the task. I said, Sam, pray for me. God, give me opportunity. I will. I was trying to sidestep it. And roundabout way, it wasn't like I said, I'll do it. I said, pray for me. God, give me opportunity. I will. I went to work next morning. Brother Rick, I'm in the non-smoking break room. They give me the whole break room because I got that Bible in there and I'm reading it. They're all scared to come in there. Man, the Bible scares a lot of people to death. I'll tell you that. I'm in there minding my business, reading my Bible, and I sat and looked up. There went Mark Fisher walking by in front of the window, going out to the smoking break room outside. I said, Lord, there he goes. About the time I said, Lord, there he goes, he turned around and came back to the break room where I was. Sit down across the table in front of me, and I'm trying to think, what do I need to say here? How do I need to start? Boy, I can get a word out. Boy, Sam Harper must really know how to pray. Boy, I can get a word out. Mark Fisher said, I want what you've got. <laughs> I told Mark Fisher, I said, you tell Jesus what you just told me. He'll fix that, Mark. Yes. Mark, Mark got saved. He didn't live like three years. He died of cancer three years later. But he got wondrously saved. The reason I told you that right there is because I was a stranger. You see, his stepdad couldn't have no effect with him. But a stranger, you yeah. listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you try to, you know, my family won't listen to me. Yeah. Send somebody else to them. Yeah. They'll listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just telling you, that's what Jesus is saying. A prophet's not without honor, saving his own home and his own country. They'll listen to a stranger. They might turn you away. But they'll listen to a stranger. So send somebody their way, man. I just kind of throw that in there tonight because I've seen it in action. It does work, amen. But well, anyway, he said, uh, he could, look here at verse 5. And he could do there, or let me read this right. He could there do no mighty work. You see, I told you, then the disciples couldn't cast that devil out. Listen to this. Talking about Jesus here. And he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hand on a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Now this man asked the Lord to help his what? Unbelief. They got unbelief. The reason they got unbelief because all they see is a carpenter or something. So I ain't going to put these disciples down too bad. But I will tell you this. Hell, Jesus showed us right here. It's hard to work with unbelief. Yeah. The best thing to do with unbelief, like I said, my pastor said, cast the devil out. That'll help anybody's unbelief. Amen. But the Lord gave a parable about a mustard seed in Mark chapter 4, verse 31 through 32. And, and you know what? Uh, he said, you know, that that mustard seed, it can grow. And it can grow so big that the birds can lodge in the branches thereof. I'm just telling you, you need to tend to your faith. I don't care how small it is. Right? If it's as big as the size of a mustard seed, Jesus said, you can say to this tree, be removed. You can, tell, you can say to this mountain. That shows you how little our faith is, don't it? <laughs> I tried some of this stuff, amen. You know, if you ain't got pure faith, God don't honor. That's why he said, Do you believe that I can do this? And the man said, 
I'm just telling you, it don't take a lot of faith to impress God, but you got to have at least the size of a grain of mustard seed. And if you've got that, I'm telling you, well, when I first got saved, I probably had more faith than I got right now. When I was on the back porch of our house, and I was praying, because we had a house payment due, and I didn't have the house payment money. And I prayed, I said, Lord, you told me to come to you when I had a need. And I said, Lord, I, I, I need some money to make my house payment. I don't have the money. I had my little flip phone clipped on my belt right here. And it started ringing, Brother Rick. You know, I've been too spiritual. I wasn't about to stop answering this phone, you know. I mean, I had my right to say big nations. I was blocked that out. I said, Lord, I, I need some help. Could you help me, Lord? The phone ringing, ringing, ringing. And finally I got the flesh. I, I took my hand apart, took that phone out, put it on. Help! <laughs> God on that phone said, what's going on? I said, what do you mean what's going on? He said, Lord, just put you on my heart. I need to know what's going on. He said, I'm in a hurry. I've got to have hip, hip replacement tomorrow. What is it? I said, I'm just praying about something. He said, look, I need to know what you're praying about. You know, talking about faith. Man, I'm choking. I'm talking about, I'm eating, uh, what do you call it, plums or, or whatever things is that draws your mouth up. I, I'm telling you, I'm having trouble speaking. Oh, brother, it is struggling here. I said, well, I'm just praying about something. He said, I need to know what it is. Look, I don't have time. I told him, I said, I was praying about some money. He said, how much? I said, I said, Lord, I need a thousand dollars. He hung up on me. He said, it'd be underneath my office, behind the door of my office, to be in an envelope. Now, when he said that and hung up on me, there was a hill street coming up my back. I'm pretty wide. The shoulders, it was wider than my shoulders. When I got my car to drive up there, Brother Rick, I was driving about five miles an hour and 55, and people was getting mad. And the devil was riding shotgun with me. He said, you're the biggest fool in Barry County. My nose was turning wide all on the stand wheel. And I pulled up there to where his business was. And I got back there where he told me, back behind there where that wooden door was. He slid that latch out, and my hand was trembling so bad when I opened up that door, and then there laid an envelope. With ten one hundred dollar bills. Just tell me if you've got a mustard seed. Yeah. Listen to me. If you've got a mustard seed of faith, God honor. Yeah. You know, children, they believe everything you tell them. He told us to be like children, didn't he? Yeah. Except we've been converted, come like little children, we don't know why it's there in the kingdom of heaven. We think we've been arrived, we got it all figured out. He said, We need to go back and start all over again. You know, that ain't the only thing happened to me. I'm driving a car out there right now, 2019, Chevrolet Equinox. I've been at the hospital visiting Bonnie Sexton. My wife called me and told her what to bring her home to eat. I do whatever she says, amen. You're smart and you will too. You want to say Mary, amen. Mary told him that the way to tell whatever he says, do it. Anyway. I had some boys put gas in my car at Shell Station. It wouldn't start. I had some boys help me push it out of the way. Guy drove by and seen me push my car. Called me and said, what's going on, Eddie? I said, my car went belly up. He said, you come see me Monday. You're going to have more car trouble. 
He put a 2019 Chevrolet Equinox in my name. Well, I spent paid tax on it. I did have to put insurance on it. He filled it up with gas. He said, use it for the Lord. I said, yes, sir. He said, oh, by the way, I want to remain anonymous. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's not as easy as it sounds. You want to know us in the world. But he said, I want to remain anonymous. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Jesus had given these disciples power to cast out devils twice. Look at Mark chapter 3 verse 15. I'm about done. I really didn't mean to preach this long. Sorry. I'm enjoying it. I have to admit. But here in Mark chapter 3 verse 15 Jesus gave them power to heal sicknesses and what? To cast out devils. They had the power. Look again over in Mark chapter 6. Verse 7. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth by two and two and gave them power over unclean spirits. They had the power. They just didn't have the faith. Amen. Mustard seed. You better tend to your faith. Your faith will be challenged. We'll stop it right there. I didn't mean to preach that long. I have to admit, I have enjoyed myself up here. But don't neglect your faith. Father, we thank you for the thought of the night. Thank you, Lord, for the liberty. Thank you, Father. Uh, we probably shouldn't have chased so many rabbits. But God, I thank you. Give you praise, Lord, for these people that have endured. And, and Lord, they've said, listen attentively. And I pray that something said tonight might be of benefit and be of help to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mage Jackson said he could cut his message off on each end. They like good bologna. He said still be good. Amen. All right, I'll turn this over. Brother Rick, you can be standing up there.